This is not Chris Elliott, and you're listening to the Horrible Movie Podcast. Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast. My name is Jack, and thanks for uh, tuning in to this great episode of high-quality audio with a high-quality guest, and I... And a movie. I almost said a high-quality movie, but a movie. Um, Phil, producer Phil's in the house today. Yes, I am. You're normally just on the sliders up there in our 1980s uh, you know, studio booth, but today you're here. Mm-hmm. Right here on the cutting room floor. Mm, that's where the magic is. This is where the magic is. That's where the necessity occurs, and um, you talked to me a while back and said we need to do cabin boy i wanted to do this movie a long time ago and you, you know you said no jack uh did you did did I, did I say no i think you said we'll do it later i i'll tell you what i think about this movie um i've seen it a lot i've seen it probably 20 times i own it on a vhs and i own it on a dvd i recognize that it is not a good movie um i do however i do kind of like chris elliott his comedy is not for everybody. Um, he is... I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. We said pig's feet, but I, I, that, that's, kind of, that's kind of rough to say it that way. You know how some people will eat pig's feet? That's a thing in a store. Pork mm. brains. I, the grocery store that I used to work in growing up, um, it had pork brains, frozen pork brains. Mm. And probably, not, probably a delicacy in some countries. Not, and, and older folks... That were around meat processing, they would never waste oh, something yeah. like that. They would just not waste that. That and the uh, Indians. Yeah. What? Like from India? Native Americans. Oh, would, good. would never yeah, yeah, let's waste fix that. any. Yeah. Good. Let's fix that. Any part of the buffalo. You may have to edit that out. But okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, Native Americans, friends. Can't say that. I, I didn't say Indians. <laughs> Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, Phil! <laughs> I'm normally one that says really crazy things. <laughs> okay, um, you're right. You're right. They would never waste any part of yeah, yeah. And so Chris Elliott, to some, also doesn't waste any part. of He the- wastes no part of <laughs> of the script uh, that he made himself. I th- no, I don't think he made this script himself, but. He is Cabin Boy. Oh, he, he wrote on it. He, he co-wrote this movie. <laughs> this is his Not, not his finest his work. No. But there's a producer on this that's kind of big time. I'm not going to say who it is yet because I'm not to that part of the okay. show yet. All right. Uh, what have you been doing? What have you been doing, Phil? Um, what's, what's your world looking like right now? Well, I work for a school. work for a local high school. Mm-hmm. So we're getting ready for the school year. Um, just purchased 1,500 iPads, which is kind of oh crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We unboxed them one at a time. Oh, my gosh. So um, just been working on that and getting ready to start the new year. Kids so. got to have their technology. Kids got a science, man. What are you? Is that what the iPads are all for, science? No, no. It's science and technology for the kids. We got to keep technology in their hands to, you know, do something good. I don't know. I, I don't know what they're for. <laughs> I'm not sure what they're doing uh, with these, now, but I'm sure it's good. Now we've uh, we've had laptops in the hands of ninth through twelfth graders, yes. and the 
kindergarten through eighth grade have kind of had to just deal with carts and just kind of, you know, checking out system and, and all that. Um, so now, no, I mean, it's a pretty big deal. We're not going to go live until January, but throughout the fall, we're, we're kind of prepping for that and going to give an iPad to every single kid in January. So it's, it's going to be cool. There it is. Yeah. A lot of work for you though. A lot of prep. Yeah. And it won't fall on my, on my shoulders as much as the other guys, but I mean, I'll definitely be involved in helping them. So, gotcha. yeah. Well, um, it's school closing in on school time ramping up here and, um, it's, it's quickly approaching mm-hmm. no matter when you listen to this <laughs> school is quickly approaching, <laughs> right? It's, it's cool. School time somewhere. It's <laughs> school time somewhere. Um, so when do you remember when's your first thought of Chris Elliott? I, you know, I know we saw Groundhog Day uh, in theaters, so mm-hmm. I, but I had no idea who he was back then. I get he's a really small role in that. Uh-huh. Uh, well, no, he's not. He's a relatively big character. Well, he's in a lot of the scenes because they repeat the scenes. Yeah. in that movie, <laughs> and it's over and over again. And then he's the cameraman on the uh, for the news crew. Yeah, yeah. Um, who uh, the girl? Like I'm blanking on her name. The actress, uh, Andy McDowell. McDowell. She's a very attractive lady. Yeah, I'm just gonna say that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was familiar with the TV show that Chris Elliott was doing in the early nineties, first mm-hmm. couple of years of the nineties, but I never watched it. And so really, honestly, Kevin Boy was the first real big thing that I saw him in. Um, he was in a television show called, uh, get a life. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. He was on David Letterman when he was in late night with David Letterman. And, uh, he is just someone that when I was growing up, he was on television. And then the older I got, the more I appreciated his humor uh, because it was like, it was off step, off the beaten path from normal humor. Mm-hmm. But again, not for everybody. It's his taste of humor, not for everybody. Cabin Boy, definitely not for everybody. What would you compare this movie to? Maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. No, here, no, 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 uh, no, no. Um, like, if I. If I love Cabin Boy, what other movie would I also like? Well, but it's it's different. the The scheming of the of the scenes are different, but it's 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 dumb for dumb's sake, as Hot Rod is, or even to a weirder to a lesser extent, Napoleon Dynamite, or uh, what was the uh, Lucha Libre movie with um, Jack Black. Oh, uh, Nacho. Nacho Libre. Yeah. But this is filmed in 1992, 93. So, so it's, it's got its own 94, excuse me. I, maybe, in maybe just cause they're lost at sea throughout most of the movie, but Joe I, versus the volcano. I, I, I kind of got a, a couple glimpses of Joe versus yeah. the volcano, but it is yeah. way goofier than that movie. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, goofball yeah, yeah. comedy. Like Joe is not, it has a, um, Odyssey, you know, the Odyssey. I never saw it. Well, it's, the the book the the book the Odyssey where he goes oh, I never read it yeah well he goes on a quest and he, this is kind of the quest yeah so it's got that aspect of it too I, I got yeah. you'll have to forgive there's me a, I'm sure there's a movie version of the Odyssey so I didn't mean to be rude and say well yeah, I don't know go, it's a book That's I don't know if there is or not it's a book there was a what's that there were a few moments. Oh, 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 Brother Arthur, yeah, that's true. Yeah, there were a few moments where, and I'm not comparing these two movies at all because they're night and day, but um, I got a little bit of The Princess Bride here and there, 
mainly be because of the bad visuals mm-hmm. and just the uh again the silly goofy kind of nature of some of the comedy princess bride is a way better movie than this movie right but um maybe maybe that's kind of a similar genre gotcha yeah um well let me think about what else here i was going to talk about cabin boy and um chris elliott hit anyway we can talk more about that in a bit chris elliott uh third generation uh his his daughter was on saturday night live chris elliott was on saturday night live and his father was on saturday night live bob elliott that's the only three generation people it's interesting chris elliott was let go of from saturday night live and his daughter abby was also let go from saturday night live bob was on for a long time you know what i learned from that uh snl has been on for a really long time yeah <laughs> long time long long time where's it his dad must have been in some of the earliest seasons and he was on well he was from the get-go like on early on and then you a writer too so yeah um it's time my friends time uh for some deeds cabin boy um it's direction directed by adam resnick produced by tim burton yeah, and he was actually the original director until he got pulled off to to do another project. But um, it actually makes sense. Like, it's if if Tim Tim Burton directed this movie, it would be his worst directed movie of all time. Gotcha. But it is very much in the same vein of the kind of stuff that he likes, like yeah. the really weird, zany kind of stuff. Uh, screenplay by Adam Resnick, story by Chris Elliott and Adam Resnick. Adam Resnick's a big part of that, starring Chris Elliott, Rich Brinkley, who plays the crusty uh, captain. And he's also the uh, manager from Major League One, Major League Two, and I don't know if he's in Major League Back to the Minors. I have never seen that one. So, no, that's Pappy. Pappy in the movie is the... Pappy Rich Brinkley. Since I'm saying he's Pappy. Oh, okay, gotcha. The sea captain. Uh, sorry. I, well, no, he's not the captain though. Pap- Pappy's not Who's the captain. Who's the captain? Uh, no, he's he's the bigger guy. Like he's oh, the real burly guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember now. Okay, sorry. I don't know his name. Yeah. Uh, Brian Doyle Murray, James Gammon, I think that's him. Brian James and Melora Walters plays uh, Chris Elliott's love interest. Um, release date January seventh, nineteen ninety four. You know, it only has an eighty minute, eighty one minute running time, which actually it's, helped. It's short. It's about as it. short as you can make a, a live action yeah. movie. And, uh, budget ten million dollars and box office three point seven million dollars, and uh, it sold one DVD to me, and it sold <laughs> a uh, used. VHS to me as well. And two movie tickets to me and my mom. And you guys went to see this, huh? In theaters. You can tell us more about that in a second. But first, I would like you to do a 30-second synopsis. All right. Are you ready for fun? I am. Answer me this question. Who's ready for fun? Okay, you said you are. All right, here we go. 30-second synopsis. Phil is Cabin Boy. This is a true story written <laughs> about Jared. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. And five, six, seven, eight, Cabin Boy. Uh, Nathaniel is a fancy boy. A fancy lad. <laughs> fancy lad. And he graduates fancy lad school, and he is the inheritor of a huge hotel franchise, but he has to get back to Hawaii so that he can take over the franchise from his father. He gets on the wrong ship, and then he has to 
deal with these salty seafaring sailors and becomes one of them and finds a girl and then gets stranded on an island and then he becomes uh, one of them at the very end. He becomes a man at the end. A cabin man. I was... <laughs> I'll be a cabin man! Um, I, uh... I hate his voice. I hate every time he speaks <laughs> in this movie, which is unfortunate because oh, he is well, the protagonist. You're much... Not, I like when he said, talks to... Uh, I'll talk about this later, but he talks to the other and goes... I, you're a very nice person. I'm not going to touch you or shake your hand or anything like that, but you seem like a nice person. And when we come back, Phil, you're going to tell us about your trip to the movie theater with your mom to see Cabin Boy. Okay. We'll be right back. So a young Phil goes to the movie theater in 1994, January of 1994. You were a freshman in high school. You know, this is making sense now. I would have just turned 13. So oh, I, that would be I, wrong then. And I no, and, and I couldn't have watched any thir- PG thirteen movies before I was thirteen because I grew, as I said on my t- on the Tuesday episode that I was I grew up in a very conservative home. Ninety three, ninety four. Yeah, so I would I was thirteen. I, I would have just turned thirteen. Four ninety five, ninety five, ninety six, ninety six, ninety seven. This is great math on the radio. Um, so no, I was I, I would have been fourteen. You would have been a freshman. You would have been a freshman in high school. Four, yeah, I was fourteen. Um, so you. Talk to your mom into going to see this? Yeah. For some reason, I really, really wanted to go t- go see it. And I remember there was almost nobody in the theater. I don't know if it was the opening weekend. With good wasn't. reason. 3.7 million. <laughs> yeah. For a box office. It was an empty low. theater. And uh, I know my mom had zero interest in seeing it, but I couldn't drive. And for whatever reason, I couldn't find anyone to go see it with me. I, I might have gone with a friend. I don't remember. But I remember my mom was there and we walked out of the theater and she said that was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I can't. I wish I could take. I will never get that hour and a half of my life back ever again. She was mad. She was ticked. Yeah. Well, I would have loved to have seen this in the theater. <laughs> I would have also been like, "What was that weird?" Yeah. What just happened? Um, he got nominated for a couple Razzies for this movie. Even yeah, justifiably so. I I walked out of that theater in 1994 thinking that looked really bad. Like the the visuals of the movie looked like it was on some kind of a sound. Wait, it was on it a, was soundstage a soundstage the entire movie. The only thing is when he's in that village, because you can tell by the pictures, he's outside in those. Pe- it's always pe- outside. People listen to this podcast and they think that oh oh you you know you're just being hard on it because that movie came out more than twenty years ago. Right. Look, there were other movies that came out in 1993 and in 1994 that looked spectacular. Yes, this was not one of them. Oh, I mean, Jurassic Park was before this. Um, so let's talk about, I think Forrest Gump came out around this time. They were like splicing in (laughs) JFK into a scene with Tom Hanks. (laughs) This movie is terrible by comparison. So let's begin the plot and let's talk about cabin boy. Nathaniel Mayweather played by Chris Elliott is a rich, fancy lad (laughs) he goes to a fancy finishing school the opening part of it is the hear this boys choir singing yes the camera comes over and chris is singing in this very high falsetto falsetto (laughs) he's the soprano he is the soprano (laughs) he is a snob to say the least oh man but he is a jerk to everyone around him. To his professors. 
Or teachers or whatever. Because he's super rich. Yeah. His dad owns this hotel chain. <laughs> and so he's going to inherit it or whatever. And he's going to work. He's going to own it whenever he gets He doesn't even school. seem to know that he's insulting them. Like, he's just being himself. Yeah. He's, he doesn't know any better. So he graduates from boarding school. Uh, fancy Lads University or whatever it's called. And um, <laughs> fancy, <laughs> fell you. Okay. Fancy Lad University. So um, he, his father is in Hawaii. And he has to set sail for Hawaii. You're led to believe you don't really know what time period this is. That's what growing up I remember thinking about this movie thinking it's a weird it's a weird time period, but then he hops in a limo to drive to the boat. Yeah. Cuz they've got to get to the boat. It's got to be modern. Yeah. So it's modern, but it, you couldn't tell. And and then when but the sea stuff here the boat they get on <laughs> it is an old wooden it's like a shanty bo- old boat. <laughs> And so he goes to the sea town. Well, the, for, the, first the limo driver kicks him out. Oh yeah, and yeah. Then he makes he's, he makes he's him annoying walk. the whole way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah so even his own driver kicks him out of the vehicle, and then atrocity of atrocities, he has to walk the rest of the way, and he screams <laughs> bloody murder. Right, and he's he's like <laughs> pathetic the whole time. Um, he, has, he has one drop of sweat coming from his brow, and he's just panicking. Oh my gosh! And so he eventually makes it to the sea town, right? He, oh, he, there's a fork in the road with a, a sign that says Queen Queen Catherine, but is the ship he's got to get on. Yeah. But it gets turned, and then it turns out um, he Lo- took a— Looney Tunes style. Yeah, Looney Tunes style. Um, so he then, he then uh, goes into this little sea town. He runs into, luckily for him— the first person he meets in the sea town when he's walking, he's looking around and he looks disheveled and, and across the way you hear this person go, Hey you, Hey little girl, come over here. <laughs> and it's David Letterman. Yeah. And David Letterman talks to him and says, Oh, aren't you just a pretty little thing? <laughs> and he tells him, he calls him Sally. He calls him Sally. Sally. Oh boy. You sure are nice. Sally. And so he, you sure are pretty. Girl. You sure are pretty. And so he, um, he then tells um, him, "You're looking for the Queen Catherine. That's it, right over there in the right there, right there." And so he talks him into it. Chris Elliott, my maybe my favorite line that Chris Elliott says in the whole movie. And he goes, "Oh, well, you're much nicer than I thought you would be. I'm not going to touch you or shake your hand or anything like that." But thank you. And he walks off. And then <laughs> David Letterman says something really rude when he leaves. But anyway, he gets on this ship. And the ship is not actually, wink, wink, the Queen uh, the Queen Catherine. It's a ship called the Filthy, and then it's a bad word. Yeah. I'm not going to say it on here. I can't say it. It's It's a word for a woman of ill repute. Yes. And it's not something we will say on here. No. It's bad. That's the name of the ship. He doesn't know he's on that, though, until he gets out to sea the next day. He he's falls convinced asleep. that it's the Queen Catherine. Yes, and he thinks it's a theme ship. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He thinks it's a theme ship. So he gets on the theme ship. He thinks it's, oh, it's this. It's all a show. Oh, it's all the show. Oh, this is hilarious, Dad. You're hilarious. Hilar- this is a graduation present for me. That's what he says. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so he gets on the ship. And they float off to sea. Well, he wakes up the next morning, and he realizes that something's amiss. This isn't right. 
Well, and, that might be, be because he was snuggling with one of the sailors. <laughs> he he wakes up. I think it's one of the first mates, maybe. Yeah, which is Andy Rick. He, he gets Kenny. I don't think it was Andy that gets in bed with him. He gets he starts snuggling with with him in bed. But yes, eventually he meets Andy Richter, who is uh, the cabin boy of the ship, and he is um, dumber than a box of rocks. <laughs> Actually, actually, his his exact line is, Captain says, I'm as dumb as a carp. Here's how a harem girl dances. And that is the the only part in the movie that I laughed out loud. Because just watching Andy Richter kind of do the truffle shuffle like that was pretty funny. You didn't laugh at Chalky, the man and shark? No, that was so stupid. Half man, half shark. No. All gentlemen. So dumb. (laughs) Oh, so stupid. All right, so... So Andy Richter doesn't last very long. He dies, like, shortly thereafter. Right. He gets yeah. pushed off the... They... they um, Nathaniel convinces him, coaxes him into changing the direction of the ship towards Hawaii because he says, that's where we're, where we're going to go. We're yes. going to hijack this thing. And then he brings them straight into Hell's Bucket. Yeah, which, which is, is kind of like a Bermuda Triangle type scenario. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what? We're in Hell's Bucket! Oh, no! And they all start freaking out. Who got us here? There's literal fire everywhere. Yeah, the 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 there are faces in the clouds that are literally blowing on the ship. It's it looks great, folks. Um, the captain or captain is Rich Brinkley. He's a big sea type looking character on here. Um, I'm missing my guy's name here. That was the uh, that was the. James Gammon is the guy that you're thinking of. Yes, he's the cap. He's Major the League. captain from Major League. And his voice. And he's got that damn voice and everything. That, that, is, that is exactly what he sounds like in this movie. Yeah. I really like his voice in this movie. It's it's reassuring. As, as much as I hate Chris Elliott's voice, I love J- James Gammon's the, voice. The thing is, is like the uh, the cast <laughs> in this. The cast in this between Brian James, who plays Big Teddy, who's in a lot of stuff, but Brian Doyle Murray is Bill Murray's brother. He is the boss from Christmas Vacation that gets kidnapped. Yes, he's in, and he's in a ton of other stuff, and um, he has the same voice in every movie. Yeah, and then the and then the the what we say that guy's name was, um, James Gammon. James Gammon, but who do you, who's he, what's his name? The character he plays, Pappy. They call him Paps. Yeah. So Pappy, um, Pappy, like I said. Just lights it up on the screen. He's drink. He drinks it a lot. He, he, I wish he had more lines, but every time he says a line, it's really funny. It's real rough. Yeah. Um. So they are. They've turned it. They go through Hell's Bucket, and um, they make it through. They make it through. Um. But Nathaniel now. Uh. Since oh, Kenny gets knocked overboard here. Mm-hmm. Dies in Hell's Bucket, basically. So Nathaniel's now the cabin boy. Yes, Nathaniel has to play cab, has to be the cabin boy. He has to clean. He has to do all these things and dance um, for them. In in return, <laughs> yeah, and dance for them. <laughs> they win. In return for getting them to Hawaii, um, the crew decides to sail uh, to the only island that's available in the whole area, and it's not a good island. It's an island that's uh, allegedly cursed. Um. They have all kinds of other, uh, they have all kinds of other chores for him, but um, 
he, they despise him. Like they that, give him all yeah. the worst things to do. And then they say, "Look, you can't even ride on the boat. You have to. You have to ride on this raft behind us." Which I got serious Joe versus the volcano vibes on that scene because he's on a raft. Yeah, I mean he's tied to the he's ship. He's on a raft on a soundstage, just like in yeah, Joe just volcano. like in yeah, exactly. But yeah, uh, while he's out there, he um, does all the stupidest things that you could possibly do. They leave him out there for like nine days yeah, or something the, like that. The sun starts to get to him. He drinks seawater. <laughs> <laughs> um, he gets extreme sunburn and gets all blistery because he he uh, they gave him cooking oil instead in, of in a here's bottle. Your sun lo- here's and, your sun lotion. <laughs> he, he says, and I quote: "Maybe it's nature's moisturizer." And he rubs it all over his body, <laughs> and it's a hundred degrees full sun. Oh, and he cooks. He also thinks he's going insane. He sees Kenny's ghost. Uh, he sees a floating cupcake, by the way, that talks so, to him. Stupid. And the cupcake spits tobacco in his eyes. Jared, that, that floating cupcake is the worst thing I've ever seen it's beautiful. in cinema. Um It's it's awful. It it is it, it is a forty five dollar prop he, he that they tries, created right before they shot that scene. He tries to escape from the uh cupcake and uh <laughs> falls in the water. Sh- a shark man saves him. Yes. Yeah, that's it. A, a shark man saves him. Um, after nine days, they finally uh, pull. They finally they finally bring him uh, bring him in, and um, he tells Skunk the, the Shark Man loves is in love with him. Yes, he tells Skunk and Big Teddy that a Shark Man saved him, and they tell him it's Chalky. Yeah, they all know. Him. Oh no, he'll never leave us alone. He'll kill us. <laughs> half man, half shark. That must be Chalky. He's the offspring of a male Viking and a female shark, by the way. Uh, and he's, uh, he's, he's, he can be a real problem for people. Um, <laughs> no, never mind. The, the, next, um, the next thing after this that, that I thought was mildly funny was when he serves uh, fish stick. like one person one way and then hate them in the yeah. other. <laughs> he, uh, Nathaniel tra- is trying to win them over, like to make him make all of them like him. And so he makes them fish stick kitties. They're, they are kitty cats made out of fish sticks. It's dinner. It's dinner time. That's what he says. It's dinner time. Oh, here we go. Here's the catch of the day. Well, what's this? <laughs> oh, I made you fish stick kitties. What is this crap? <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, see, I'm telling you, cult classic. So good. So no, good. No. I'm not going to. I'm not going to agree with you. Shake your hand or touch you or anything like that. But thank you so much. Um, so we- he, he's, he's, he's on lookout and he spots a woman in the water. Turns out she's a swimmer named Callie, played by Ann Magnuson. Um, and she... Uh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Callie's the blue lady. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Trina. He sees Trina in the water. Yeah, she's... Uh, who's she played by? Uh, Melora Walters. Yes. She... The lovely Melora. Lovely Melora Walters. She is not a great actress. No, she's not. But, but she's pretty. She's a swimmer, and she swam... Uh, she's swimming around the world. Yeah. That's why she's there. They net her. Nathaniel is in love with her. The minute he sees her, love she's just like, what the heck? Um, and the captain is like, we don't need more people on board. And so um, they leave. Uh, Which, by the way, there's a huge goof in the movie here. Uh, he 
he he brings her onto board. He he nets her, basically nullifying her record, the world record that she's trying to go for, by bringing her onto dry land. And then um, he introduces her as Trina to the rest of the crew, even though she hasn't introduced herself yet. So they cut out some scene in the middle there. Did I say this is a good movie? Okay, so they they. Um... Gosh. He knows that her name is Trina, but they leave her on the island. They, they they leave her and him on the island. Yeah, they ditch him. Um. Yeah. So they. Um, you skipped over the ice monster. You want to talk about the ice monster? Yeah, tell me about the ice monster. Go ahead. So like they're kind of Titanic style. They're going through this iceberg area, and they have to navigate to get through the icebergs, whatever. And then one of the icebergs kind of comes alive. You know, actually, what it kind of reminded me me of. At Christmas time, have you ever seen the claymation Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer movie with uh, the Island of Misfit Toys? Uh-huh. You know what movie oh, yeah. I'm talking about. So the um, uh, when they're going, like there's like a there's a part where they're going and there's ice iceberg uh-huh. whatever, and there's some animals and they're like, no, no, I, no, I'm thinking of I'm not thinking of that movie. I'm thinking of Elf with Will Ferrell. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, good luck, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Yeah, that's a narwhal. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's kind of like that where like they have to fight this big claymation style ice monster or whatever yes, yes. and it's basically them it consists of them kind of like uh, jabbing at its toes like with like a a pole like they just like chip 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 like almost like an ice pick trying to like chip at its toes and it's just like beating them senseless like with nothing with like no force at all and I had no idea what the scene was about it was like two minutes long and I was like what why is this happening why did they say they were yeah why they have this fight fight this Ice it's, monster. It's pointless. It was dumb. Was that in hell? Is that was that in Ber- the, had, had the Bermuda a, Triangle? Hell's. Uh, yeah, they're still thing. getting to the to the islands. It's it's right before they arrive at the islands. Oh, but, okay. And how did they defeat the ice monster? Uh, Pappy grabs, <laughs> Pappy grabs a huge vat of coffee, hot oh, coffee. Oh my gosh! Of course. And he sprays it like it's coming out of like a, a hose, like a like a hose you have in your backyard, and he says. Sorry, we're all out of decaf. <laughs> oh, that's good. I love it. And that is the epitome of the humor and in this movie. Scene. <laughs> um, so they okay, the the ship's people decide they're going to strand Trina and Nathaniel on the island. They that they're going toward. They're going toward the island because they've got to fix their ship. They've got broken ship. Uh-huh. So when they get to the island, they're going to fix their ship, but then they're just going to leave them on the island. So they arrive on the island. They get to the island, um, and they they figure out that this is the island uh, that Callie lives on. They don't tell him that Callie has a husband. Callie's husband is a giant. In a... Um... Business suit. Yeah, he sells furniture. Yeah, he's very he's furniture he's very salesman. angry when he gets home. Yeah. He's very upset when he gets because home. Because he has no one to sell to on the island. <laughs> well, it makes sense. There's a bad place for them Nothing to... in this movie yeah. makes sense, Jack. Okay. So, um, big scene here. Um, cabin Boy goes to talk to Callie. Callie is very uh, amorous. I say it that way. Mm-hmm. And she... Um, uses her feminine wiles and her multiple arms to entice uh, Nathaniel. And this actually builds his confidence. And he comes back down from the mountain and he's like a man now. And he talks to uh, Trina. These pipes she, are clean. She, yeah, that's what he says when he comes out of the cave. Uh, and 
basically though what i'll say is when we return we'll finish <laughs> this and we'll talk about a couple other things come back we'll be right back he comes back down from meeting Callie the first time. He's now a cabin man. He's now I'm a cabin man. My pipes are clean. That's just, these pipes are clean, not mine. <laughs> these pipes are clean. Clean, clean, yeah. clean, clean. Okay. So he is um, a new man. Trina is like, you. something different about you. And actually, the way he's carrying himself, that's very important, the way we carry ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, that's what makes us attractive to people. It's how we carry ourselves. And she thinks he's attractive now. However, um, he did not know that she had a husband. Mulligan is his name, by the way. The, the giant. His name is Mulligan. Callie has a husband. Callie has yeah, a husband. To be clear. Yep. Uh, played by the actor Mike Starr, who's in um, Dumb and Dumber. He's one of the he's one of the people that uh, is chasing Lloyd and oh yeah, yeah. And, the, and Lloyd and um. Lloyd and Lloyd and who? What's his name? Harry. What? Lloyd and Harry across the country. Anyway, and they ended up making him have a heart attack because he ate some hot sauce or something. No, he choked on something. That's what it was. He's one of the guys in the diner. Uh, right? No, he's curly haired guy with. He's like the hired hired assassin people. The first mm-hmm. round of the high. Anyway, whatever. It's all good. Mike Starr. He's a giant. He finds out about it. He goes to chase down Nathaniel. Luck and he is cornered. Nathaniel's cornered and stopped. And uh, Mulligan the giant has his giant toenail clippers that he's going to cl- cut off Nathaniel's head with. Jared, that's that's and, that's true. That's a real story. And so he uh, just before he does though, who saves him? Luckily, he's by the sea when this happens. Chalky, the man shark, <laughs> the shark man. Um, he he Nathaniel gets loose and he actually kills Mulligan. Choking him out with his own belt. Yeah, he takes like three or four minutes to take off his belt and climb up his back. And it's it's very fortunate that Chalky was able to uh, fight him off for that long. Keep him busy. <laughs> um, they finally, and this is, again, very short movie. They finally reach, uh, they, they get to Hawaii, and um, Nathaniel gives all these people, uh, he offers them all jobs in uh, the, at the hotel. Mm-hmm. They can't. Um, there's a very short scene between because him and his dad. Here's why they refuse these jobs. They refuse the jobs because all they know how to do is to fish and stink. And they mostly <laughs> do the latter. That's what they That's say. That's what they say. Yeah. So, um And then uh they th- tell him he's a fancy lad uh, <laughs> who should stay in Hawaii with his dad where he belongs. Nathaniel um parts ways with the uh with with, with them and and Trina, uh, his dad is is played by his real life dad, Bob Elliott, uh, and um, yeah, and Trina's going her own way too. Like she's going to go back to Maryland. Yep. The fishermen are going back to the sea, and then he's going to his dad, and then he has a very quick scene with his dad. It's like forty seconds long. Yeah, and uh, he decides I can't live this life. The sea is calling my name, and he goes back to the ship. The filthy. You know, he finds Trina and convinces her to stay with him. Yes. And then they go back to the ship. 
and they and he rides her back. Yes, all the he way does to, ride her back all the way to the sea because she's a, she's such she's a powerful a swimmer. swimmer, Jared. That he, that, yeah. that she's she swims like just yeah. traditional stroke, you know, uh, yeah. arm over arm, and she, and he is riding riding her standing up like like the way that you would ride uh, <laughs> like ski like she's he's skiing oh. on her basically water skiing on her. <laughs> oh, I love it. And it, you know, recently I saw um, Michael Phelps versus a shark on television. Oh, I heard about that. And it was they used CGI, and people were up in arms. Oh, it wasn't a real shark. No, they simulated it, and they led you to believe he was going against a shark. But then you real the reality kicks in, and you go, well, you know, a real shark probably not going to do that. <laughs> race, race a human. Right, because the real shark would just eat the human. <laughs> well, they were going to have them in separate pools. Sharks can swim at 26 miles an hour. Michael Phelps, how fast? What's the fastest he's ever been clocked speed? Probably close to that, right? Jared, yell it. 23. I'm, I'm going to say 26. Michael Phelps' fastest speed? Six. Six miles Six an hour? Six miles per it, Guys, it's really hard to swim fast. Look it up. Look it up. Michael Phelps top speed six miles per hour. Six miles per hour is is considered fast in swimming. I that's pretty darn fast. Oh, to swim. I, I don't know. I'm not a swimmer, so runners can run faster than that. Swimmers. They look like they're going really fast in the Olympics. Well, they are going fast. I mean, compared to my doggy paddling, they yeah. are going very fast. With, with, with Nathaniel on her back, Trina was doing at least 15. I was going to say, she should have swam against the shark if she can do this. Shark man. Shark man, <laughs> sharky. Chalky. Chalky the shark man. Not tchotchke. Chalky. Not, not tchotchkes <laughs> from Office Space. Anyway, so I thought I would say that... that uh, that's the that's the word, dudes. So this movie's terrible, Jack. It's pretty bad, and I will say. Um, anyway, there you go. So, one third it is goods and bads. Goods and bads. The only two parts that I laughed at, I, I thought I only laughed at one part, but I thought of another. I I laughed when, um, what's his face, Andy. Richter did the little truffle shuffle dance. That was pretty funny, just visually. But that was also in the trailer. So, I mean, everyone saw that before they saw the movie. Uh, and I liked the part where he's riding on Trina's back as she swims. And, and those are both, uh, it's telling that both of those parts are visual comedy. I did not laugh at any of the verbal comedy. I, I just didn't think any of it was funny. Um, and I don't, like, I'm not trying to be like a stick in the mud, like, you know, it's fine. it's got to be more serious. You know, it's like I like comedies. I like I like it when people are delivering funny lines. I just didn't think any of the lines in this movie were funny. They tried really really hard, but I they all fell flat for me. So. Um, the sets are horrible. Um, the um, acting at times is not good either. Mm -hmm. Um, I could see where it's not funny. To a lot of people, I just I like I like Chris Elliott. Something it's I'm I'm the reason he kept getting. Well, maybe his dad might be the reason, but I I'm the reason he kept getting gigs and things because so you never enough, got tired of enough his, people. It's silly. You never got tired of his fancy lad talk. It's silly. It I like it because it's not like anything else. That's why I like it. That's why I like it. 
It's not like anything else. Is it bad? Yes, it's bad. Why they made it a movie? They only made it a movie because back then, that's just what you did. You made movies. Some not some of them were really bad. Like that's just what happened. Because now we have TV to make a stinker. He could admit this could have been a Netflix show or a one one off movie to give to an actor and call it good. Uh, Andy Dick Andy Dick could do this tomorrow. <laughs> I'm shocked that this movie made it to theaters. It, it when you from front to back, it feels like a straight to video. He, what, for whatever reason, Chris Elliott has the backing of Bill Murray. Tim Burton directed this. Tim Burton was a, I mean, legitimate director in 1994. He's a legitimate person. Why? I don't. We. I don't know if we will know why. Maybe we. Maybe it was I a can, big mistake to bring bring into theaters because it was a 10 million dollar budget and uh, less than four million box office. I mean, you, you would think that a ten, if all you have to make is ten million dollars at the box office, it's a shoe in, but it couldn't even do that. Um, you know, David Letterman's uh, credited in this movie as Earl Hofert, like that's that's, that's like he, a recurring character for him. It's no, I'm saying his his old salt in the fishing village is the name of the character, mm-hmm. and in the credits, the person in the credits. Earl Holford, yeah. not David Letterman. Right, I know. But what I'm saying is like on his own show, he would often refer to himself, like on the late Holford. night show, yeah. he would often refer to himself as Earl Holford. Yeah. He he has been credited as saying on his show, on his late show, more than once that the, the, the things that he regrets the most in his career is doing this movie and making the Oprah Uma joke at the Oscars. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. I had to watch it. He, he made this, it was his opening bit. Like he comes out, hey, welcome to the Oscars. Um, and be- but before we get started, folks, I just got to say one thing. I got to introduce a couple people. Oprah, Uma, Uma, Oprah. And that was the joke. And nobody laughed. And then he went on with his shtick. And he always talks about that. Like, I guess the joke was that they have weird names or it could have been a reference to like a best-selling book that was on the New York's bestseller list that month, but no, that nobody had read. I, there's no explanation for it, but that's how he opened the Oscars and, it, and he's never been invited back ever since. But doing that joke and doing this movie are his two, two biggest like, <laughs> I need a mulligan. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, top speed for a uh, for Michael Phelps six ish miles per hour, six ish, not much, not really faster than that. I could do better. Swim no faster. Humans, superhumans, even. I mean, not Aquaman coming to NBC <laughs> this fall. Not not Aquaman coming to the CW this fall. Aquaman, um, six miles an hour. Shark twenty five miles per hour. So even in a race, it would be like not a race. It would be like sloth versus cheetah. Man, so if I'm sloth dead, if I'm if I'm out in the ocean and a shark is coming at me, I might as well not even try to swim away. Just find a way to get on top of its head, I guess. I don't know. Not sure what you. I mean, I'm I'm faster than Michael Phelps probably, but my top speed is probably seven or eight. God, (laughs) superhuman. Um, I mean, Jared can probably do twenty two. Yeah. (laughs) I will say this. Uh, here's why this this movie's funny. Here's a quote for you. Nathaniel, the fancy lad. I love sitting up here, looking at those bright, twinkly things in the sky. I forget their technical name. And then Trina goes, stars? He goes, whatever. 
Isn't that hilarious, Jared? So that's, stupid. That just makes me want to laugh. And like, laugh. But I'm saying that's the level of just sheer stupidity of this movie. <laughs> Paps, you've been like the drunken, abusive grandfather I never had. Ah, stop that. You'll have my glass eye fogging over. <laughs> oh. Yep. Cupcake says this. The cupcake. The talking cupcake. Why? Why is there a cupcake in this movie? No, I know what you're thinking. What could be stranger than a big <laughs> fat floating <laughs> cupcake? Huh? How about one that spits tobacco? The cupcake spits tobacco, Jared. That's true. <laughs> oh, no, man, oh, man, I hate those sense. fancy lads. <laughs> so the, the sets are terrible. The uh, props are terrible. The acting, like you said, is pretty bad. The writing is atrocious. I'm sorry, Jack, it's atrocious from, from beginning to end. It never gets better. You think like 20 minutes in, you're like, oh, it'll get better than this. Nope, that day never comes. What? What? Oh, I'm I'm sorry, sir. I was just pondering what drifter's corpse you stole those shoes from. That's another line he says in it. <laughs> oh, he's a fancy lad. He doesn't know any better. Drifter's corpse. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, whatever. Not hey, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. I would say it's not for most people. Here's one. Here's one. You work with someone, folks. Let's let's lean really close into the radio here. You work with someone, and you go by their cubicle or their office, and you go, hey, I, w- I wanted to ask you about... <sighs> and they've eaten tuna for lunch in their office. Now, they're, they have all the right to eat tuna in their office, right? It's, t- it's lunch. We all can eat lunch. But why, Tuna? Why? Cabin Boy is Tuna in the office. Someone eats it. It's delicious. They don't smell the horrible stench that comes from it because they're consuming it and enjoying it. But you guys, you guys, walk past it. You smell the stench. And you go, oh, gross. I'm eating it. I'm putting it on crackers. (laughs) I mean, I'm just eating the crap out of it. It's so good. I ate a couple pickles, too. I mean, seriously. And I'm cleaning my coffee pot over there with vinegar. What a horrible office I'm I'm in right now, right? Okay. Anyway, so there you go. What do you rate this, Phil? One being, one being bad. Okay, bad. Eh, it's bad. Five being bad. The worst thing you can imagine having to watch again. You've seen this in the theater. You watched this the other day. Is this a five? There's a cupcake. In in the past, when I've gone four instead of five, it's because I could think of like one or two redeeming qualities. Okay, it's the action's okay. Like we did chips, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, you know, the action's not bad. They they pull some pretty cool stunts and blah, blah, blah. There's nothing redeeming in this movie for me. I'm sorry. I, oh, no. I I can't point to anything that I liked about the movie. Not even. Here they are. Your fish stick kitties. Not even the fish stick kitties. 
Oh, I made you fish the kitties. Not not the octopod uh, Callie that are eight arms and legs Callie. She's she's basically a spider person. Like I mean, she's, she has um, eight. She's like a she's kind of like a Doctor Octopus. Yeah, she's got lots of arms. Yeah, to love you. All right, so um, so five or four? I'm going five. Man, okay. This is your love guru, huh? I think I'd rather watch Love Guru. This is your Love Guru. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm giving this a one because I will watch it again. I will oh, no. I will eat this tuna in my office, and there's not a darn thing you can do about it. You're going to walk in and go, oh, jacket tuna again. Why? Why? You're, why is he? Why, is he he's eating spam. Oh, gross. And he's eating the gelatinous junk with it. Oh, gross. <laughs> Not really. I really wouldn't do that. That grosses me out. All right. What have you been into lately, Phil? Other than watching Cabin Boy? Uh, just comic book comic books. Just I'm trying several new comic books. I'm really getting into some DC stuff like Wonder Woman and The Flash. I've mostly been a, a Marvel fancy boy. Yeah, fancy lad. Fancy lad. Um, but no, some DC stuff. It's pretty good. Their crossover stuff, as I was telling you the other day, mm-hmm. with the Watchmen that's coming up this year is going to be really exciting. Yes. yes. So, yeah. Um, they're talking about doing a Watchmen television show. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, that's in the works. That's is that like a Netflix? On uh, HBO, most likely. Oh, interesting. Which makes sense. Well, that'd be a good place for It'd it. It'd be a great place for it. Um, but speaking of Netflix, um, I have been uh, into uh, Last Chance You. I watched the first season of its football, it's college football. It's a community college in Mississippi, uh, and it's real. It's real life. And uh, last season or last year they were on there. It was great. And then this season, it's great again. So, anyway, new new episodes. Um, salty language again. Uh, not for everybody. Not for hide the kids. No, I'm just saying make sure the kids don't hear that. So don't do that. Um, anyway. Been into that lately. Uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is, is, Game back. Of Thrones is back. It's yep. great. Again, keep the kids away for that one. Um, but I need to talk about more family friendly things. I'm a family friendly family friendly podcast, probably. But anyway, good stuff, all the way around, all the way around. All right. Well, Phil, uh, thanks for doing this. I'm. I really am glad you did, Cabin Boy. I like. I'm movie. glad it was so short. I like this movie. <laughs> um. <laughs> It is uh, good. So thanks, Phil. We'll see you later. The Horrible Movie Podcast is powered by RevolverPodcast.com and Orange Tie Web Design Marketing and Branding. The Horrible Movie Podcast can be heard on great stations like 105.5 KFGM in Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula, 88.1 KZGM, South Central Missouri's public radio station, and weekly contributions on KPOV 88.9 High Desert Community Radio. Listen to us on iTunes, thehorrormovepodcast.com, revolverpodcast.com, and anywhere podcasts are found.